0: To the seventh episode of the This is Not an Internet podcast, because that's exactly what it is. It's not an internet, it is a digital workplace. So, Charlotte, are you ready? Yes, I am. So, my name is Ulrika McGregor, and with me I have Charlotte Sperling. And in this episode, we will talk about the importance of having a good search functionality in a digital workplace. So when you ask a user about the perfect search experience, many will mention Google, but is Google-like search really what you want in an enterprise environment? So today we have a special guest uh, who will help us sort out the do's and don'ts for enterprise search, Susanna Potisova, who is actually running a search project in our company. Hi, Susanna.
1: Hi, Ulrika. Hi, Charlotte.
2: Hi. Before we get started, just a little disclaimer. uh, This is our personal podcast. Um, We do not do this on behalf of Storenzo, which is a company we currently work for. Um, But we are truly grateful to have an employer that lets us work with such interesting things as digital workplaces.
0: So when it comes to search, uh, we've been up and running for three years, mm-hmm. actually quite exactly three years mm-hmm. now. And uh, some of the feedback we get around the, the search is not that positive. The users are, are quite, um, how should I say that in a polite way, uh, unhappy <laughs> with how the search work. And one thing is that they don't really understand the refinement filters and the categories. Uh, I would say that they, I don't think they even see it when they come to the search page.
2: From from you know co-owning this creature it's annoying that they don't seem to see it, see the the, the refiners and the filters. From, you know, looking at myself as a user, I must admit that when I'm on Google, I know there's a refinement with images. I use that one frequently. I recently learned there's another one with maps, but then what are the others? I don't even see Mm. that on that simple page. I don't even see the refiners.
0: So you can understand yes, to some yes, extent yes. Uh, but anyway it, it it is a shame that they find mm. our search not that easy to use mm. and I mean even when they come as far as performing a search they are still not happy because they claim that the search results are actually not valid uh, they get outdated search results mm. in the top top ten list of, yes. of, of the search results so mm. that's not that's not good either no 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 bad feedback on that one so um we know what the users think so we decided we have to do something about this so we ran some workshops we brought even brought in like external uh, experts on the matter and um, uh, to get also like benchmarking what what's the best practices what's the usability aspects to take into account to make sure that we that we actually do what the need the, the users uh, need, not necessarily mm. what they express that they want because mm. we know that that's not always the same thing. So we wanted to make sure that we do something that's really mm. good for, from a usability perspective.
2: An interesting thing, you know, I think for me was really, uh, I don't know, insight or, or I don't know what I call it, but when we were we were sitting there in the workshop, we were looking around at the different search pages and, and Google is always a reference thing and it's just a big blank page showing nothing, but then you know, and then gives you just fantastic results. But then, if you go to a, a travel page, for example, say so that you like a niched yeah, area, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you are suddenly presented with loads of different refinement things that I happily fill in before I'm presenting with an actual result. I will happily fill in the filter which country I want to go to. I will happily fill in which dates I'm looking for, or how many stars I want my hotel to be. If I should have a, a sea view from the hotel, I mean, there's no end of the of the filters I will happily fill in to get a really good search result. Hmm. So, you know, just just watching my own behavior in in how I'm responding to the different pages, search pages, that was like to me a real huh. You know when, know, when I know why I'm there and I know what I'm looking for, I'm fine with using filters when it makes sense to me and I see them
0: in a good way. In the right context, exactly. you can accept them and understand yeah.
2: them. Yeah. I don't expect all those things to be at Google because I'm at, when I'm at Google, I'm just looking for travel companies. Mm. I'm not down to that when I'm ready to start refining yet. Mm. And for looking at from the enterprise perspective, that made a whole lot more sense in trying to find, find a search page that's more equivalent to when I'm at the travel company than when I'm at Google. Yes, definitely. So, so after this, this, uh, this workshop, we, uh, we had a much more clear understanding of what we wanted to do in terms of improving the end user experience. And, and uh, we started a project to, to deliver those things. And there, Susanna, you were appointed as project manager
1: yes that's true and the fact is that it's not only about the user end user perspective it's also about the technical point of, of the solution that we or you have as a search uh, we for example discovered that the master page code can ruin the some of the functionalities of the search or some some of the features and that's something you wouldn't come up to if if you if you're thinking about the the functionalities and and the experience as such. Can you give
2: some examples of, on how our master template, you know, made our experience such yeah. worse?
1: For us it happened that, uh, for example, the promoted results were not working as, as, as they should. So we were trying to, to realize what we are doing wrong and then we figured just out that it's the code is wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, for example, some of the settings were not working. So we were trying to edit the web part there were some options to change, we changed them and nothing happened. So that was that was really difficult to, to find out mm. what, what's causing this. Mm.
0: So this is really a good clue for all of you out there who are using SharePoint 2013 and finding that the search is not really performing as, as, it, as you plan for it to do, there could actually be side, technical mm. things on the side that are affecting mm. Uh, the experience that's really good to know. yeah I mean
2: one one more thing on the technical side we, we can you know bring up here is that uh, we also took a look on our search from the architectural perspective uh, to make sure that it was set up uh, in in a way that was you know how how it needs to be set up in in a good way to work because it does take a lot of of the um, it's responsible for a lot of the performance issues. And ours architecture setup turned out to be really good. So that was fine, but, but if someone has bad performing search, this is also one thing where you could look at.
0: So in the search improvement project, I know there are a lot of things going on at the same time. So Susanna, can you fill us in a bit on what can we expect? What will we see in the end of this project?
1: Hmm. For example, the infinite scrolling. If you, if you imagine that you're searching for something in, on Google, mm-hmm. then uh, do you ever go to the second page, to the third page? <laughs> not on not the, image search, but might, the image but search, you might, but not for the regular search result, I guess. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what, what's now modern, what's, what's great. If you imagine Instagram, if you imagine Facebook, they all have in, in, infinite scrolling, and that's that's something that users would appreciate. Because you don't want to go to other pages. Mm-hmm. You just want to scroll down and try to search or find what, what you're searching for. Mm-hmm. So as you continue to scroll, it's just going to continue to yeah. show mm-hmm. the results yeah, for exactly. the page. Oh. In a bunches, yeah. for example. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The second thing I would like to mention is the feedback functionality on the search. Uh, if you're searching for something and you don't find what you would like to see there, a site or a document, you can leave us a feedback. Mm. The feedback is sent to us and it's it says what you've been searching for and uh, your comment. So for example, I haven't found the document that's called exactly what I searched for. And then I would just, or someone from the team would just go through that and realize, is that really true? Or is it really the fault of the search? Mm. Or maybe the person is not searching for the right thing. Mm. So we, we, because we realized that people sometimes are searching for, for some totally different things because they just don't understand don't understand the search, and that's what we would like to focus on. Mm. Also, to to know how they are behaving and maybe to train them how to use the search and to help them to improve their their experience. Like okay, so so
2: we would see by by seeing the keyword or the search word they entered and then comparing that to what they were actually looking for, we can sort of understand, aha, the person was thinking like this, hmm. how can we then tweak the yeah. search or promote results so it would be... Yeah. Or, edu- or educate the person yeah. who tried to exactly for it. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah.
1: person were, was thinking like this, but the search works like this. So we would then try to explain the person how to do that or how to behave in that situation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or maybe how to update the content Mm -hmm. so it it shows the relevant results. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, uh, for example, that (laughs) we are trying or we have replaced the out of box SharePoint flyout in a search. Mm
2: -hmm. And here, of course, our question or my question comes: uh, Why do we why do we replace an out of the box? You know. I don't think it's that bad. I like being able to sort of flick through a powerpoint deck to see if it's the right one. I kind of like the flyout.
1: The flyouts as such are really good. They are really useful, but if you imagine that you want to have some content in the right column, then you realize that the flyout is popping out all the time and it hides the content on the right, uh, right hand. It, if it's navigation, it can be a web part, it can be anything, mm. but it's just popping out all the time and it's hiding the content there. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, found out the solution for that and it's to have the expandable results. So you just click uh, on, the, on the arrow and the result is expanded and it contains all the information you want, it contains the preview of the documents, so we don't miss anything from the flyout. Okay. Would
2: that work a bit like, you know, okay, coming back to Google then, if I, for example, search for a store, and in the result list I would then see the store link, but I will also see the opening hours and the address and everything, stuff like that, exactly. immediately,
1: yeah? Yeah, exactly. I like that. So mm-hmm. you don't have to access the page. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's or good. you can access it if you realize it's the correct one. But if, in case you realize it's just a similar one with just the same name and a similar description, then you can realize that which one is the, which one is the, is the best one.
0: So we'll still get kind of the, the document preview and things in this expandable part. Mm. And even more, even we, more. Will, <laughs> we will uh,
1: not only have the preview for the PD, uh, for, the, for the PowerPoints, Mm-hmm. but also for the uh, all the excels or the, all the words that was working before but the new thing is the pdf aha because mm-hmm. that one is was causing errors before okay. but now it is there finally
2: will we this thing that with the site if i'm looking for a site and i know you know from my memory how the site looks like will will i see like a small image of
1: the site as well uh, no, <laughs> that's oh. that's kind of not safe because if you're storing some confidential information on the True. on my like, work site, then you should not be able to to see that. <laughs> okay, good good point. <laughs> I accept that. <laughs> Another thing I would like to mention is the search categories. You can imagine that, like uh, the filters or the top hand navigation. Ulrika and Charlotte were mentioning that uh, with Google. You don't usually even know what the categories. but when you're searching for something in company wise Mm. you need to use them so you need to make them visible and that was one of the crucial parts of what we were discussing at the workshop with the with the expert that we need we need to emphasize them somehow so we decided to uh, make them buttons Mm. so people know that they should click it that they are clickable and also, they uh, have the different layout, so they are more, more visible. Of course, we also changed the names, changed the filters, so it fits our needs, mm. our company needs. So it's, it's really not that,
0: I mean, rocket science, changing the links into buttons, making it more obvious mm. that you
1: should click on it. But that's that's going to do the trick, hopefully, so... Exactly, yeah. and what I know from the feedback now, people like it. Mm?
2: Yeah, because you have it already in the staging
1: environment, so you get... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we went through some rounds of testing and people really appreciated that change. Mm-hmm. Then in the leather navigation, we have played around with the refinement filters, because there are some out of box, but we have changed them, so they show uh, information from the profile and uh, they are customized for each of the category filter so for example if you're searching for a person then you can set the filter the refinement filter for uh, for example the location of the person or the unit or language. for example, language or the skills mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it depends on what the person has filled in in the profile mm-hmm. so it's nothing that we should know also we have added the trending searches that part that's just showing last five or top five uh, searched keywords that we are getting from the statistics. So you know what people are searching for.
2: It's really going to be fun, you know, because we saw, was it last Christmas? We saw the most popular it search word was, was Christmas gift. <laughs> 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 and then if you see that in the most, of course, I will click it too. <laughs> but <of> course,
0: that, <laughs> yeah, that, of course. that serves another purpose as well, because that's a really good indication for us. On what we need mm. to improve in the content. If this is the the top trending searches, how can we, you know, add them as popular search results, yeah. promoted
1: search results, or change the content so they find it more easily? I guess yeah. one of the last things I would like to say is that we have implemented the auto suggest uh, function in the search field. Uh, we were able to apply that for uh, searching profiles or people only before, but now we've got the auto suggesting. Auto suggesting for uh, like any keyword, and we were also able to make it in a way that it's not taking any swear words. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I heard some complaints from other environments that that people are trying to to put the swear words in a search, and then it's showing up and suggesting you to to complete the word. Oh. Um,
2: so right. if, you, if you write the swear word, you know, enough many times, the yeah. search engine will sort of pick it up as a... Yes.
0: <gasps> but not oh in God. our case, because we're excluding... So
1: we're better oh, than Google. We're better than Google. Fantastic. And the last thing I would like to mention, and it's, uh, in my opinion, the most important one, is uh, that we have changed how the search results uh, are shown and uh, what they contain. So for uh, each and every category... Or type like document, person, blog uh, or news, uh, we have changed the information and added some information and also made, as I said, made the result expandable so it contains more information when you expand the result and of course usually you are able to navigate to that actual post, site, library or the document if you click the link. What we even have is that you're able to follow the person or stop following the person and the same with some other uh, social features we have.
2: This could be really... I'm, I'm so much looking forward to getting this, you know, implemented in the production environment. Yeah, me too.
0: So... As you can hear, we're all very much looking forward to the search improvement project to deliver Mm. all of these wonderful things. But the fact is, uh, regardless how good uh, the search as such will be, it's still going to give crappy results as long as we have crappy content. So, in parallel, we have actually already started another project regarding content lifecycle, and a cleanup project specifically.
2: Yes, the thing is I mean when we migrated three years ago, we did not do it in the way that we you know people just had to bring what they exactly needed we let them bring as much as they wanted some were some were good and made clean out you yes. know before some, they did some. some but they were in a minority, so mm-hmm. we brought in a lot of old we we say crap a lot in this episode. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Let's but stop that. <laughs> let's stop it from now on. Or... Yes. Well, we. <laughs> I don't know which finished, it. But... <laughs> um, uh, So there's a lot of old stuff <laughs> in there <laughs> that we brought in. We also know from our statistics that we're growing with a, almost like 100 gigabyte per month, and that's enormous amount. And I can swear to you that it's not all new, newly created material. It is units that are closing down the local file shares and just moving all their old stuff. So, more old stuff getting in there, you know, and, and polluting the search results. And in this project that we're now defining, it, it well the outcome of that one is that we really need to get better control of what's in there. And that meaning people cannot be allowed to forget what they've published. They are creating sites, they are public, you know, uploading loads of documents and then they forget and it's still there that it appears in the search. We have to sort of bring this to the surface. What is it that you as a content owner has there? And We have to get automatic processes in place that clears out what's not you know, new or updated or visited. Mm-hmm. And This sort of leads into the second part we want that, that project to focus on and that is quality of content. We need to make sure that what we put in there is giving the end users what they're looking for. So that is, you know, getting those type of, of quality metrics is another part that will be be um, included in this product. We are super inspired by our friend Yale Sandström. She's, uh, she's working in one of the major Nordic banks. They've already done this. Mm. Lucky. People, (laughs) but seeing what they've done has really sort of shown us the way forward and sort of made us understand the way we need to go with this. Mm. And and we're right now then in the defining uh, part where we are, um, you know, coming up with what we want to do, what's going to be the deliverables, and it's. Super exciting, I'm really excited about it, and I'm sure we're gonna have a whole episode about this sometime <laughs> in the future.
0: Yes, I'm sure. Actually, Susanna, you are going to be involved in this project as well. Um, I mean, what do you think will be the biggest challenge in a content cleanup and
1: content lifecycle project? In my opinion, and I'm afraid, that the biggest challenge will be to make people understand that they need to take action, they need to review the content and do do some steps. Mm. Really. That's that's always the most difficult part. Mm. Yeah.
2: Cause here, I mean, what we're gonna do is gonna be there be no carrots, there will be only whips. <laughs> if you don't do this, you know take some actions, your stuff will be gone. And to as you say, get them to take action and instead of You know, come scream and cry at us afterwards.
1: Mm. Yes, because we can prepare everything, but we cannot do the actions. No. That's up to them.
2: They have to take responsibility for the content and the quality of the content.
0: So, we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much uh, for you who are listening, staying with us. And thank you, Susanna, for joining us on this, this podcast. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you.
2: Next episode. Well, who knows? It
0: may be about social media.
2: <laughs> or not. <laughs> or maybe Ulrika will finally agree that we talk about our super
0: secret project that we're doing. Well, to know, you'll have to stay tuned. So we hope you'll, you'll join us for the next episode as well. So if you subscribe. You know where to find us. And until then, bye. 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 bye.